Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. And welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Royal Verse read-along and analysis podcast that sits out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your friend and neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran, and welcome back to the show after an unintentionally long hiatus. I am so sorry, everyone. Oh my god, I am actually so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I was just like, hey guys, I'll be away for just like a little bit on social media. I'll be back in August. <laughs> Not in August, I'll be back in December. Did that happen? No, because it is actually 2023 now. <laughs> I've technically taken a year, but actually, no, it's like a month and a half. But like, oh my God, I am seriously so embarrassed. So sorry, everyone. Completely unintentional. Just life ended up just getting so much more chaotic than I expected it to. I had publishing and writing drama. My sister had a child um, and it was like, th- there was st- struggles with that. Then we have the holidays. It's just, it's been a time, everyone. And I I had to drop something and unfortunately that something was the podcast. But I am back. I'm recording four episodes today. So the whole month is going to be covered. So don't worry about that. And um, yeah, I'm getting into it. I'm diving in. We're getting stuff done. Again, so, so sorry that I've been away for so long. But don't worry, we are getting back into it. You are here for the hot takes as per a usual. So let's get in because, of course, we are continuing our timeline journey today with the Mark of Athena's section, Sailing, Memories and Kidnapping, which is from pages 253 to 301. As always, I've got my points to focus on. So today we've got relationships, plot and generally what I thought of it. But this is me, so you probably have an idea of what I thought of some things. And it's all in Leo's POV, so you definitely know. Anyway, let's dive in. So this is Leo's POV overview for this section of Mark of Athena. And the overview is as follows. After the chaos of escaping Charleston and getting into the Atlantic with a barely holding on ship, things just really aren't going any better. With Percy and Jason exhausted, they're taken down to their rooms to rest with the help of their partners and a strong Frank. With them gone, Hazel and Leo have a good old talk and somehow Hazel was able to show Leo Sammy through her flashback visions. We learn through a future vision that Sammy is Leo's great-grandfather who was always waiting for Hazel to one day return and hopes, and hoped, sorry, that Leo would be able to tell her that he was sorry. When the two of them return from the vision, the ship is being attacked by Shrimpzilla and they have nothing to fight against it. The two strongest fighters are down for the count. Frank is thrown overboard because of Leo and Leo and Hazel too are thrown overboard after Leo burns the monster. 
Knocked unconscious, Leo wakes up with Frank in an underwater prison. With some casual racism, Leo uses his fire to try and find a way out, terrifying Frank in the process. Before Frank can tell him his weakness, the fish horsemen arrive to take them separately for interrogation. They ask to share their story, and so Leo does. Thankfully, the fish horsemen can detect lies, and Leo wasn't lying. They are let go with a few things. Brownies, a letter of recommendation for Annabeth, and a warning about the perils that are to come. And that's Leo's overview and this section of Mark of Athena. We've got some thoughts of probably already audience of what I'm going to be saying in the plot, but let's uh, get into the just initial feedback. And um, I'm not going to lie, it's a new year, but I'm still not happy. <laughs> oh, this is why people hate me. Anyway, I hate Leo. <laughs> this is the feedback for this section. Not only is does firstly Frank gets shot by Hedge, and yet somehow. That's Frank's fault, because Leo says he drops him deliberately. Leo, Frank got shot. <laughs> he was shot down. It's no wonder he dropped you. He was being shot at. It's like he got hit by the shot. I mean, come on. Come on. How is that Frank's fault? And just in general, this whole section, and I say this it's almost every time I'm in a POV with Leo, well, we've only had a previous section with him having a POV. He's just bullying Frank at all times. Like, he compares Frank's face to a dog twice. The casual racism that I mentioned in the overview is where he compares Frank to looking like Buddha because he's sat with his legs crossed and he's chubby, so he looks like Buddha. I mean, come on, casual racism at its finest there. And then he's glad that Frank and Hazel are arguing. And it's just, it, there's more things to come after this. Oh yeah, uh, he deliberately, obviously we know, used Frank's clothes to disguise the scent for the Romans. And then all of the clothes got lost, so Frank literally has nothing to his name now. And can we also point out the sad effect? Frank has actually lost everything. I know Leo doesn't know this, or he finds out in this section at least that Frank's family home burned down. Everything that was his, everything that has connection to his family is gone. I know this clothes may not necessarily be the case, but like Frank's already lost everything. He's got no family. He is an orphan just like Leo. And yet he's being tortured by Leo <laughs> with cruelty unnecessarily. And, like, this is just another thing. Like, Leo is just a douchebag, and I really don't get why he's everyone's favourite. He's just a bully. And, you know, Frank was right in this section. So when they are captured by the fish horse people, they do have a name, I can't say it, but the fish horse people, Frank says that Leo cares more about the ship than he does his friends. And he's right. Leo asks about the safety of the ship and if the ship is okay and never actually asks if the friends are okay. He asks where they are. Frank says they're probably still up on the ship, they didn't come down with us, it's just me, you and Hazel. And then Leo doesn't ask anything else, he asks about the safety of his ship. 
And then Rick just makes a really weird decision with that. And just instead of actually addressing the fact that that's true and Leo hasn't actually asked about the safety of his friends, Leo thinks that the reason why Frank has said that is because he's upset about his and Hazel's moment, which like he probably is to a degree. But he's still right. You don't care about your friends because you still haven't asked about their safety. I know Frank won't know, but he never asks after them. Even when he's with the fish horse person, he asks if the ship's okay after the shrimpzilla attack. And it takes the horseman to respond saying that your friends are okay. He doesn't actually ask about his friends at any point. It's, it's just wild. There's just a lot of problems with this. And the whole Hazel, Frank and Leo thing is dumb. It just, it's completely illogical and completely unreasonable. And comp- it just takes up a lot of unnecessary, it just takes up a lot of the book unnecessarily for something that actually leads nowhere. It's just random drama <laughs> that's solved very quickly and easily. Uh, which is why we're going to get into, I, did I say, yeah, I did say relationships. Yeah, so we're going to get into the relationships. Mostly focusing on the thing that I just mentioned there about what, of Frank's line of you care more about your ship than your friends because it isn't wrong and honestly the rest of the series for Heroes of Olympus and even Trials of Apollo shows that to be true even when he has spoilers but I can talk about spoilers anyway even when he has a girlfriend in Calypso he still thinks and reacts to you know mechanical objects and he treats their relationship like a mechanical thing which like you know as someone who's autistic sometimes that's a situation and like that is the way in which his mind works but he doesn't seem to really kind of think about how calypso thinks and feels about things when they are together i mean they're just they're a very toxic couple in general but it's like rick's trying to say that he's only caring about i don't even know what rick is trying to say i think that's the problem here because leo does care about you know his ship and his mechanical things and the things that he makes more than he does about his friends that's not a bad thing i feel the need to point out it's not a bad thing to care about the stuff that you do more than others again like i said i'm autistic i don't like you know i have close friendships and they're cool but i prefer my alone time i like being isolated i talk to people sure but i don't meet up with them in person i don't hang out with them in person i think it's very rare that i will meet up with people and when I do, it's fun and I can deal with it for a couple of hours. But like, as a whole, if I can be alone for extended periods of time, I will be. It's just it's just really weird that, you know, Leo has this whole conversation in his mind of like, you know, I do care about my friends. I don't care about the shit more than my friends. And I'm just like, but mate, you do. He asked about the ship's safety twice and doesn't ask about his friend's safety at any point. He says he's he considers the Argo two lot his friends and family, but he doesn't really treat them as such. Like he does he does care about his ship and his work more. For example, throughout the entirety of prior to Mark of Athena, or in this case I guess the events after the Lost Hero, he spends more time working on the Argo than being with his family, you know, the Hephaestus cabin and his friends and he's continuing to do the same here he spends more time with his work than he does with people and then kind of gets sad and upset and mad 
that he doesn't have a deep relationship with Piper and Jason. He says it's because of their relationship, which, like, no. You said it twice here, mate. <laughs> you said it twice in this book, probably more than that, but at least twice in this book, that he spent more time working on the Argo. I'm like, of course you don't have a deep friendship with them anymore because you didn't spend time with them. But again, it's not a bad thing. Sometimes people just aren't the sort to have close relationships with other people. But the the book itself is claiming that it's wrong to say that he cares about the ship more than his friends when it's clearly not because within said text he doesn't ask about his friend's safety and well-being someone else does it's just it's it's frustrating when something this is the whole thing but I, I say this a lot i feel like this series needed a lot more read through like it, more time needed to be given with I don't know if they do this in traditional publishing with beta readers with early readers or whatever and then proofreaders and editors to check things out like this because the text is saying one thing and showing one thing and then responding with another it's just it's strange i think that's all i'm going to say which <laughs> leads into the additional problem of the hank the hank the haze the hazel frank and leah relationship because it's the dumbest thing i've ever read why <laughs> why is this here why is this happening why did you i don't fully i don't understand why leo is made to look exactly like sammy i don't understand why there is a random love triangle i don't understand why rick thought it was a good idea considering how quickly this is solved of oh you look like my old friend he's actually your great-grandfather oh, i don't really feel anything for you anyway and it just it's unnecessary weird conflict that's solved so quickly and easily to the point that it's kind of like what was the point and it just makes leo a dickhead <laughs> and and then also frank it just makes the boys dickheads because they're basically having a pissing match over hazel which is just unnecessary unnecessary was not needed at all and speaking of what was not needed plot what is this plot occurring here the fishmen horses very cool no the fish horsemen <laughs> the fish horsemen very cool concept very fun what was the point now this whole section did not have to happen because there are only three things of not even real significance that happen here one we find out that Sammy is Leo's great-grandfather. Is that important? No. Leo learns about Frank's fire thing. Does he have to? Well, I guess technically because he helps out later on, but you didn't have to find out this way. And a letter of recommendation for Annabeth to do with the Mark of Athena. Did she actually need that? Honestly, no. <laughs> she didn't need it because she's doing the... It's just... Ugh. The plot is just meandering unreasonably at this point. We didn't need the Atlanta thing. We didn't need this part, which is connected to the Atlanta thing randomly. Uh, have the Shrimpzilla. Shrimpzilla is cool. But have the demigods fight it and try and, you know, figure out how to work together when their two strongest fighters are out of commission and what to do and then move on the fish horsemen section it just didn't need to happen we could technically cut basically the whole situation with the shrimpzilla stuff 
say Leo burns Shrimpzilla and it goes fine. He lands on the deck, he's winded, but the Greek fire is able to be thrown at the Shrimpzilla. It blows up, it's fine, it's gone. Frank is still overboard, so they're having to go rescue him. Um, and it leads to conflict on the ship because Leo is the reason why Frank got knocked overboard because he decided to kind of be a dick to him. He's like, Frank, why can't you do something useful and turn into a shark or whatever he said him to do? And Frank looks at him like, really? And then gets knocked overboard. So Leo is fault, which he doesn't actually apologise for, by the way. Just like more conflict. If you want <laughs> build build this into it, because they also keep calling each other friends, but they keep having more conflicts than just not really it's just There's a way to deal with it where just having the shrimpzilla, the fight and complications occur without anything else. You just need that. <laughs> and technically you don't need the flashback scene because that was literally the only reason why that existed was for the love triangle. And the love triangle is dumb. Get rid of that too. <sighs> I can't wait to get to the latter half of Mark of Athena because that's so much better. <laughs> We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Well, not really we're like 200 pages away but we're close we're close so are you guys happy that i'm back <laughs> oh i'm on my shit again yay that's basically all i have <laughs> for this episode interestingly enough even though it was 50 pages this section not much <laughs> happened to talk about ah I would normally have a lot more to say, but this is basically all I have thought-wise. <sighs> it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Um, if you if you like my podcast, <laughs> which you know you may be a rare few that do, uh, consider uh, supporting me on Patreon.com/slash a healthy dose of friend for early access to these episodes, as well as my other podcast, Entering Storybrook, my YouTube channel, and um, you know early content for my books too. You can get like early copies for stuff as well if you want to but uh that's all we have time for folks so um here is this week's question of the episode the thing that you're all looking forward to which is the thing that's going to get me cancelled on social media when i post this the question of the episode is does anyone else agree that leo doesn't care about his friends as much as he claims or maybe slightly rewired does anyone else agree that leo cares more about his ship than he does his friends I'll go up on the social media. I'm looking forward to being flamed in the comments for it. And uh, <laughs> enjoy. Oh, God, that's going to be interesting. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for joining me for this week's section. Be sure to join me next Wednesday. Officially, I will be back as we continue our Rowanverse journey. Bye. To plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and basically wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find the Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com, or if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Rowanverse content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see, shall I speak to you all next time. Bye.